When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. We'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel and adventure, relationships, and much, much more. Along this journey, I'll also experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness, and then report back to you all. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, take a moment to subscribe, Leave me a rating and a review. It's greatly appreciated and while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. Now, speaking of great conversations, welcome to episode number 40, where I welcome back Adam and Catherine of Adventures of A Plus K. I am super happy and thankful to have them back on one year later after our initial conversation, which is episode five, So if you want to learn more about them and how they got started with their world travels, go back to episode five. But in this episode, we go even deeper. We lift the curtain and go behind the scenes of what it's like to live life on the road and how to make a living doing it. I talked to Catherine about quitting her full-time job and exactly how they're able to make a living doing what they thought was once just a dream. We talk a lot about the man hours behind the scenes that no one gets to see. All of the work and hours it takes to record all these videos, edit the videos, add music, write a script, and not to mention respond to every single message that a fan sends their way. I can attest they do this because that's how I found them. These two are rock stars and yes, it looks like they live an amazing life and they do. But we go behind the scenes on how living a life like this affects their mental health, but also comes great responsibility with being influencers. Now I know Adam and Catherine don't necessarily like that term influencers, but let's be real, they've influenced many of my trips and probably many of yours. And if they haven't, they probably will because they are rock stars of what they do. They are awesome. And honestly, they are just two really good people. They have made my adventures so much better, and I'm even more proud to say they have become two friends of mine. So without further ado, once again, here's Adam and Catherine of Adventures A Plus K. Hi, Adam and Catherine. Thank you so much for coming back. Woo, we're uh, back. We're back. And... <laughs> 
I reached out to you guys a couple months ago as we, we stay in contact, which I think is just amazing and awesome. And something that I can't say I expected when I first started this podcast. And honestly, I wanted to start this podcast off by saying, thank you. I owe you guys. I feel like a huge thank you because you were my first, like, actual true guest besides like, a buddy of mine who had nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I feel like I owe you guys a lot of gratitude for, you know, I reached out and I'll get to that in a moment. And you were just like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds awesome. And no questions asked. And that was like a huge step for me in, in this podcast direction. And God knows, like one of these days I'll go back and listen to that episode because I'm sure I was super freaking nervous. And <laughs> I don't even know if I was using my microphone properly. I don't like, I, it's been such a learning experience since oh, yeah. then. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys can attest with all mm-hmm. everything you're you can't doing. watch the oldest videos. They are cringe worthy. Exactly. Well, we were probably on like the same like podcasting level, but like on the opposite other side of the table, obviously like. It was like a third or fourth podcast. Maybe, maybe like right? second. second yeah. or third. Yeah. So yeah. it was like two, right? Third or fourth. Yeah, exactly. And I was still very much learning and very much the thing I've learned the most since is like, I won't say interviewing, but it's almost like interviewing, like having a conversation, how to lead it, how to ask questions, but not take over and let the conversations kind of be normal. Um, and I've gotten like, I want to say a lot better with that, but we'll see. We'll let the viewers <laughs> or listeners uh, see what they say about that. Um, well, we're, we're definitely happy to be a part of it. And we're thankful you invited us on and we're glad to be back for the second time. And it was so much fun the first time. So, well, and I was going to say like, we, you know, we said yes and didn't really know who you were. And now <laughs> every single day you and Adam talk Yeah, <laughs> it's all I, day. <laughs> He's either talking to you or someone else that you met through all of our travel stuff who lives in the UK named Dan. So it's either <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to one of y'all yep. all day long so it's I think so that's, cool i just yeah. think that's the coolest thing and it makes yep. me happy because i know y'all can talk about sports and things that maybe i don't i don't know as much about <laughs> no, no i like it's one of those like side benefits that i never expected um Man. especially from like i said like my first actual real guest i had no idea that we'd still be friends a year later <laughs> this is literally a year later is our one year anniversary happy friend anniversary <laughs> i know this is honestly like it's it's i don't know it's, it's a lot for me to intake as in like where has this year gone it's super cool that we're still in contact we're still friends one of these days i promise we will take a trip we will, will. You for will sure will meet you i know you've you invited us and it hasn't worked out so i'm sorry our oh, no. our schedule is like flexible but not at the same yeah. time sometimes but we will make it happen for sure oh that yeah that'd be so cool and now obviously the first time we talked a year ago i was just going solo but now since then i'm traveling with my girlfriend so we have a lot of adventures and i know you guys would get a lot she likes you guys too um yeah, yeah you guys are meeting her yeah you guys are great yeah <laughs> This is honestly like, I'm just like in awe right now because it's like, it's been a year. We are doing this again, like deja vu. This is crazy. And you guys rock. You guys are awesome. And you guys have only gotten, I will say like better at your craft in the last year, as far as what you do, your content, how often you put it out there. And we'll talk about that. But first and foremost, where are we talking from today? 
well, if we want to get real specific, the Planet Fitness parking lot <laughs> yeah. at, in Laramie, Wyoming, which is in Southern Wyoming. It was actually the first place we really went to in our van um, back in August, 2019. So it's been really cool for us being back here. It's kind of just a, a stopping point for us this time on our way other places and just to work and have a gym and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's cool to be back. It, it, like you were saying, it's like deja vu sort of. It really is. Yeah. Last time we talked a year ago, you were somewhere in Washington. I want to say like in the Eastern part in some parking lot again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really hot. I remember. Oh, was it? Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Cause it was a year ago. It's like July. Um, yeah, Laramie. So since we've talked, I've been to, um, Jackson hole and, uh, and I'm sure you guys remember, we actually did an Instagram live in December. So this is podcast number two, but we can kind of say yeah. this is like 2.5 or whatever. Yeah. If you want. Or, um, but yeah, so I went to Jackson hole and I was looking up things to do in Wyoming and I heard a lot of good things about Laramie. What are your thoughts on that area? We're really nice I I mean, enjoy it's, it. it's like that small town vibe like they have like just enough uh like amenities that you need to get by um but it's definitely like a it's a college town college town and like an adventure base camp kind of thing because there's the snowy range uh nearby that you can just drive out to it's gorgeous to get out there and that's the place we've been to a couple times now yeah we went the other night again yeah. and it's just so beautiful out yeah. there so that's like an hour away mm -hmm. and we really, it's, ne it's never felt crowded when we've been there. Granted, we were there like at sunset this past time and we were there probably on a weekend day the last time, but it never felt as busy as other places that we've been to in Wyoming. So mm. we think this area is super cool. It's definitely like drier, but it, we mm. still have a lot of really nice mountain views over here. It's been here. great temp since we've been oh, here. Yeah. It's like nice. low 80s and we've been camping up in this place that's like a thousand feet higher. So it's like five to six degrees cooler than in town. So it's just been perfect. Oh, and, uh, They've got good coffee. There's some good food. There's, it's really close to Colorado. You're close to uh, the Tetons, all that. I mean, a few hours yeah. a drive, but it's close to a lot of stuff. It's yeah. a nice spot. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's been in the 90s here and super humid. So that sounds wonderful to me. And <laughs> uh, speaking of deja vu, like I'm going back in time here and how I first met you guys. So when I first stumbled upon your YouTube account is when I was booking a solo trip to Idaho and I commented on one of your videos because I knew nothing about Idaho and you guys did such a good job of like presenting like where you went and showing videos and giving tips. And I responded to a video um, showing a waterfall and I had no idea you guys would respond and you responded super quick with like good problem. I'm on it too much. That's people are like, wow, you're fast. I'm like, yeah, I need to like, not I, I <laughs> check it all the time. It's such a problem. But I will say since that trip, my girlfriend will make fun of me because I talk about Idaho all the time. I fell in love with Idaho and I really want to go back. And can you back me up here? Because my girlfriend's listening to this right now, I promise you. And she's going to be like, him and his freaking Idaho. Back, <laughs> back me up. How awesome oh, is Idaho? Amazing. And that should be where we go on our trip together. I yeah. think that'd be really fun. There's that would like, be and awesome. We bring her and we, she'll fall in love. Oh, she's going yes. to love much or more. It's there's like endless things to do and it's just gorgeous everywhere. It's, so it's a hit, fun. it's a hidden gem that we feel sort of bad that we've shared. Cause we don't want it to become like a, a mm -hmm. lot of the other States nearby that are so busy, but it is just one of those places that 
like the Sawtooth Mountains in particular really just wowed us. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just love it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, it, we love it. If, if you don't love it there, I'm sorry. You got you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> it. is awesome. Boise is such a cool city yeah. too. It's like a big, small town. It's yeah. like, I'm I'm in Raleigh right now and it's it's like a rally but a western outdoorsy rally. It's it's big enough to be big but it has a small town vibe. You can park anywhere, walk around, yeah. which is awesome. People there were very friendly. Um it feels like Austin before Austin got big. Yeah. Like it oh, even God. has like kind of the road leading up to the Capitol building and just the vibe of it is pretty like laid back and when I first went there for a work trip many many years ago I was like, wow, I could actually, I could live here one day. And still to this day, I mean, it's probably not where we would end up, but it's on the list of places that we could definitely see ourselves ending up if, yeah. I completely understand. (laughs) It's got like bike paths. It's got the whitewater area, cool little trendy areas, like up and coming areas. I completely get that because when I was, when I travel, I occasionally ask myself, could I live here? Is this a place I can move to where I just like visiting? And with Boise, it was like, it keeps calling me back a little bit. Honestly, there was something about it. And I didn't realize it's the number one market in America right now. Boise, oh, really? it is on fire. I'm like half surprised, but half not. Cause I yeah. feel like no one can afford Seattle anymore. And like yeah. Portland, so everyone's kind of moving more out that way. That's so what it is. I'm partially surprised, but. But yeah, it's a great spot though because you're close to Oregon, Washington, Montana. Montana and you're right in the middle of it all, and it's, it's yeah, a long day's drive to get to some stuff, but there's tons around there. Yeah, it was just such an enjoyable trip, and um, yes, yeah, it is the number one market um, after like what, like I know like Austin is big time, Raleigh's still big time. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, when I was talking to, when I was out there, were saying like a lot of people from California and Seattle were moving there and it was driving the market up because people can't afford to live there anymore. And yeah. I don't know if people are getting tired of like the wildfires and all that stuff too. But, um, yeah, honestly, like I fell in love with Boise and I'm glad you just suggested maybe that's our trip. Cause <laughs> I think that's a great freaking idea. I would love Absolutely. to go back. We really want to go back to Idaho. Um, yeah. Maybe next year. I mean, we're popping in for a second um, in a couple of weeks, but we won't be actually like doing that much in Idaho. It's just okay. kind of on the drive. But I'm like, I always like look at a map when I talk about states <laughs> for some reason, but there's a good chance like next summer we will be kind of near that area. So yes, let's make it happen. I would absolutely love that. So we have a lot to cover, I feel like. So let's rewind here and some where from where we last talked. And I do know that COVID has kind of thrown a wrench in your plans a little bit since we've talked. Um, Let's kind of talk about it since, since you've been to Idaho last year, what have you guys been up to? much i'm like what all did we do i know right well i think was this before south dakota and all that? we went to idaho i got questions about south dakota it was before south dakota i got yeah so we did the big spots we went to after that would be montana south dakota and then we went to west virginia and we'll say south dakota and west virginia were two very pleasant wasn't surprising that's not the right word but you know what i mean places mm-hmm. places that just kind of blew us away mm-hmm. we weren't expecting to be so amazing um and then i don't i think we maybe went back down to arkansas 
We did Arkansas. It's kind of a blur, that to be honest. We just you, went to we- you went to Wegman somewhere in there. I do know that. You went to Wegman. That, <laughs> that was in Virginia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My One of my best friends lives in Virginia. And so we went and visited her. That's why I'm getting the timeline confused. That was we- around West Virginia. Obviously. Yeah. We yeah. spent some time in Indiana with family and Virginia with her. And so... Mm-hmm. That was kind of in between like now it's all coming it's, back yeah we're like remembering it now yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah we did finally go to wegman's i know we talked about that in the last podcast That's so awesome. it, it was a good we picked a good one to go to yeah, yeah you did but the, unfortunately like the hot bar was kind of shut down yeah. right because of covid maybe now we'll be going yeah. back that way probably again this fall so yeah. we'll go okay. to wegman's and compare <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. We'll talk about future plans here momentarily, but I will say before we get too far into kind of where, where you've been and what you've been doing, like I will be 100% honest. You both continue to influence what I do and where I go. That is the, that is pure truth right there. And for anybody listening to this, go to your website. I usually plug websites at the end, do it right now. Uh, plug your website because you guys do such an amazing job with where to go, what to do, tips, tricks, what not to do. So please go ahead and plug yourself right now. Adventures of aplusk.com. We're Plus very behind. On- yeah, we're very behind. We've got a lot of uh, we have like work twenty to do. something we need to write still. So yeah. they're coming, but they're coming. <laughs> but mainly Utah and Colorado stuff. Um, we'll have a ton of stuff coming out. As soon as we can get to it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys rock. I mean, you do such a great job because not only that, it's like, it's super relatable. You know, you, you two are living on like a relatable budget. You're not millionaires traveling the world, like in these luxurious five-star places that it's just like, yeah, that looks cool, but I can't do that. It is literally things that anybody can do and follow and have a great time doing it. And so I've been, like I said, since we've talked, I've been to Idaho. I've been to Jackson Hole. Um, we're, let's see here. We're, I just went to Tahoe and we're going to Alaska, which you guys have not been to yet. But those three places I just named, you have been and you have influenced all three of them based on where you've been, tips you've given us. And it's been awesome because of that. So thank you. We, we hate the term influencer. Like, I just really hate that term. But like, we will gladly be an influencer if it comes to like influencing you to like go out and explore and do things. We don't want to influence you to buy things necessarily. We're not mm-hmm. trying to like promote products, but you know, we'll share what products we use because we get questions on that a lot. But mm-hmm. our goal is to, I guess, influence you to go out and do stuff. So I will happily be an influencer in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool when people send us like photos and videos of places that we visited that they then went to, you know. We'll get photos of people with the bear claws and pole bridge by glacier and, you know, in Idaho and South Dakota. And it's, that's just the coolest thing to me that, you know, we can share like what we're doing and then hopefully others can go do it themselves. And we don't ever want to do stuff that I mean, we will do hikes that maybe not everyone can do. We'll do some experiences people may not want to do if they're like mm-hmm. claustrophobic or afraid of heights. But, you know, for the most part, we're doing stuff that is typically free or cheap. Um, just because we want people to be able to go do it themselves. It's not about just us. It's about everyone else. And then you have like a great YouTube channel on top of it. So people can see for themselves if they want to do it at the same time. Like the one thing that I use that for mostly is my fear of heights. And I'm pretty good on most hikes. But if I see you guys like, all right, you know, there's a cliff here with a thousand foot drop off. 
that might be good to know before I get up there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and then the food, obviously the food places you guys go to and that you sh- show everybody like that influences on where people go to eat. Um, you know, eating can get super costly. Like it just kind of did for us in Tahoe. Um, and speaking of Tahoe, did you go to base camp pizza? I want to say you guys went there. Does that sound familiar to you? We, pizza there. we ended up not really we didn't film anything there because it was kind of a, a rough a rough patch of stress so we ended oh, yeah. up a break while we were there it was like right after we hit the road okay Kona had just come back from training we were mega overwhelmed so we didn't film anything there we did write a guide but okay. i don't think we like we ate out at a couple places but we didn't eat out a ton to be honest because we were mostly okay. working but it was a little expensive out in Tahoe. So yeah, beware before you go there. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. I, so what you guys have also continued to influence too is uh, my girlfriend and I are going to sit down this week and actually do like a trip recap uh, of nice. as far as Tahoe and like places to go, what to do. Cool. So you guys are rubbing off on us like left and right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Can't wait. Um, but no, let's, let's kind of go back to your trips as rewind here a little bit. And so I do know that you were, I don't want to say stuck, but you were kind of stuck a little bit in Texas, right? During like the holidays, you kind of waited for things to clear up. So let's kind of start from there and how you were there and then where you took off from there. Yeah, we got back to Texas in November. Um, we had, you know, been in Texas March through June when COVID first hit. Then things had started opening up. We were in, you know, we're in our like very self-contained van doing outdoorsy stuff. So we ended up hitting the road for that summer. So we were on the road June to November. And then, um, you know, as the holidays approached, we were planning on going home anyway, but the COVID cases were rising a ton and things were kind of getting more restrictive. And we just felt like we should probably just stay put for a while. We also were so behind on work that we were happy to stay put for a while Mm -hmm. so we were in austin november to march which is definitely the longest we had been there um you know just living at my parents house we don't have our own place besides the van Mm -hmm. so we just stay at my parents so yeah we were there for four months before we hit the road again it was tough uh i mean not i mean it was it was tough to make the decision on when to leave is what i was saying what the tough was because we stayed there like you said four months and there was no like major announcement like okay you can go out and do all this kind of stuff and um it, it's safe to travel now it's like one state was like okay mm-hmm. our stuff's going down a little bit and we're opening some stuff up but other states that were on the way to get to that state that we wanted to go to were still super locked down like you weren't even supposed to travel through it like drive through nothing um so it was just very tough because there was just we would take it week by week and be like okay can we go can we leave this next week and we leave the next week you know just kind of case by case very confusing yeah very hard we don't Mm -hmm. you know we're not saying we did the right thing necessarily or the wrong thing we really Mm -hmm. don't know i mean everyone has been approached covid so differently that you know people were like why aren't y'all back on the road now like you guys can go like you're fine i'm like well i mean we're trying to be like respectful and then other people are like you deserve covid you should not be out like i hope you get sick and stuff so it's like so extreme. So like for the people saying go, there's people saying like, I hope you die basically. So, you know, it, it, it was so confusing for us. And we've always been like rule followers. We've always tried to do the right thing, you know, think of others, not just ourselves. So it was a very hard decision to make, but we hit the road and 
it was around the time, you know, like spring breaks were happening. People were going to national parks. And we always said, like, if at any point we feel like this is the wrong decision, we'll turn around. But ever since then, things have only really gotten better. Um, or, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to know. It changes so much. Right. But yeah, so we went to Utah for two months right after we hit the road. Mm-hmm. We thought, let's just go to one general area. We went to southern Utah and just go very slow throughout there. That way we feel like we're not really like traveling. We're kind of just living there in our van and then just doing like excursions, you know, more like a local. So that was kind of our approach for the first part that of the year. That was this March. This yeah. So I want to get to Utah in just a moment because I loved that place when I was there. But what the hell? People say you deserve co- what? What is people are the wrong word. with people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, let's 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 be real here. You two are secluded in a van away from everybody else, and you go outdoors. Yeah. Like you are living the best pandemic life you can live more than people going to grocery stores or doing any of that. So and that was and, the most contact that we would have was a gro- 30 minutes in a grocery store, maybe doing laundry and touching the gas pump. That was about wow. it. What you is wrong with people? Out. Yeah, people are the worst. Um, yeah. Comments like that really get to me. I know that they're obviously dealing with something of their own yeah. and they're just taking it Clearly. out on them, but it, they they really sting and there's days where i'm like why are we putting ourselves out there to get stuff like this like why are we making our our mental health worse by having like random people online who don't truly know us they just came across our video like attack us you know mm. it's it's hard i think we talked about this last time too and i don't want to dwell on all the the jerks right. but right. yeah i mean still to this day a year later they deeply impact me more than i'd like to admit and i know everyone's like get over it but or like that's just part of it, but I'm, we're still humans on the other end of this, just doing our best. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, anybody who's somewhat of a public figure, I guess, has to deal with that. Um, you know, a year later, I guess I'm not that public yet. <laughs> it's coming for me. <laughs> we'll see. But um, it never happens yeah. to you. I, it it's <laughs> well, you just you're right. You have to remind yourself that it's somebody dealing with something else. I mean, you two are the most rootable people you can find. I, I, I don't understand that, but I do see a lot of like the very, very positive stuff that's also in your feed and that stuff is legit. And that it's stuff is the negative. We get very, very few, few negative. But, but yeah. They still like hurt yeah. like 10 times more. Yeah. So. You remember, you know, I mean, Adam, you're a sports guy. Like, it's like you can go 101 in a sports season. It's that one loss that's going to haunt you. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the one dang, the negative that will bother you. But uh, yeah, forget those people, those haters. Yeah. They're just jealous. You guys live an awesome life. So screw them. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you kind of decide, all right, we're going to take the leap, forget this, you know, this, this COVID thing. we're going to, we're going to move past, push past this and then go to Idaho. When, when did you decide that? And what made you do that? Idaho or Utah? In uh, the- sorry, Utah. Yeah. It was just like, we, we was just like, I guess it was just like, just, gotta go i don't know i mean it's it's stuff was kind of opening up and things were better back things then were getting, getting better, better and on the on the up so it was just kind of we had kind of ever, i guess we had gone through like seven different iterations of how this year could have looked mm-hmm. you know we were you know oh if we left in january here's what we would do um so at that point we we're on like plan c and our plan was to do the utah parks and we we're like well if we're gonna go do these we have to pretty much leave by this date mm-hmm. um we kind of forced ourselves just to go 
knowing that if it wasn't a good idea, we could turn around, but to ensure that we could explore the parks before it got too hot in the summer, cause they get really, really hot there. We kind of just put a timeline on it and that was kind of the date we worked towards. And so we finally just cut the cord and went and yeah, we can't express enough, like how confusing of a time and mm-hmm. just how unsure we felt. And it, yeah, it was just so hard to know like what was the okay thing to do or not, you know? And then we like, we share that we went and stuff. And um, thankfully people were very supportive of the decision for us to hit the road again. Cause you know, we obviously didn't want people to think we were horrible. Like we kind of just talked about, but it worked out really, really well. So we're really glad we left when we did, but there was really no like way to know. We just right. had to go for it at some point. You just had to go and make sure you're following all the precautions that were recommended. And we did. And yeah, you guys are social distancing better than anyone. So right? you guys yeah. are, you guys are doing it right. We um, love distancing yeah. actually. <laughs> I'm sure you we're do. very it's sad that great. it's going away. <laughs> I'm like, my social anxiety has only gotten worse during COVID. So like the thought that, I, Oh, I have to interact with people now. Like, mm-hmm. Oh God, like, I don't know how to do that anymore. So you're not the only one. I promise you that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Is there, before we go forward, is there any place that you went to during COVID that you feel you didn't get the full experience because of COVID that you really want to go back to? That's a really good question. It's mostly for me. Uh, this is easy for me. I guess. <laughs> I think uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, I don't know what you do, but oh. you might. Uh, I would say it's like the big cities. Um, so like St. Louis, like we didn't get like the full experience there. I thought you were going to say you couldn't go to baseball games. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> but for sure. That too. Um, but there's other limiting factors there. But um, but yeah, I would say the big cities like St. Louis, where else did we go that just wasn't? Yeah, I'm trying to look at a map skipped. and like think of where all we went that we, we mostly skipped big cities, mm-hmm. um, which they're hard to do anyways in the van, just parking and getting around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But even still, as people will see soon, cause we're going to be going to some areas soon that have some larger cities and we're not going to a lot of them just because mm-hmm. in the van it's hard. So we're just kind of picking the ones that we feel like are more manageable, mm-hmm. but we avoided a lot of cities because of COVID um, just because, you know, you don't get the full experience, but, but also glacier i mean like the east side the whole east side of the park of glacier national park was closed um uh, because of covid well the the blackfeet tribe i think so i hope that's right kind of like they have the biggest say on the east side of the park um Mm -hmm. getting in and and all that area um and they decided to keep it closed for their health and safety and that's great um but yeah we just didn't get the full experience there so we definitely want to go back there and see all the stuff we miss on the east side whenever it's safe to do so for everybody involved yeah no i get that because i've been staying away from the cities as well like i said i went to idaho jackson hole you know tahoe just outdoorsy places where i'm not going to be super effective and maybe just some restaurants aren't open but that's fine but I know Portland has been on my list for a while. I want to go check out Oregon, but the last thing I want to do is go to Portland when everything is closed and yeah. get yeah. the full experience. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like we haven't had, our experience hasn't been not bad or just different because of COVID, but we've, because we've been intentionally like avoiding places because they, we felt that that would happen. Mm-hmm. So we've been trying to make decisions like even, yeah, for quite a few upcoming places we have, like even things that we have booked for later this year that we're like rethinking just because we don't think we'll get the full experience. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it's hard to like not go somewhere when you're kind of near there or you already have something planned. But at the same time, we want to go somewhere, especially if it's new and get 
the real experience, not the COVID version of it. So. Exactly. Yeah. And then that I was gonna say that also translates to, to your, to your videos and the stuff you're putting out there and your guides, you know, because when COVID, you know, finally, hopefully goes away, your guide will last the test of time, not just be a COVID era guide, you know, yeah, you go back sure. and rewrite it to places that you couldn't go to and stuff. So yeah, yeah I mean, since been being back on the road. I mean, we probably would have been doing a lot of this anyways, but it's been a heavy, you know, hiking outdoor focus, which is what we love to do anyways, but maybe just a shade more mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. Whereas before, if everything was open and quote unquote normal, there'd be maybe more city stuff, more food stuff that we'd involve. Um, Group activity like type yeah. things. Yeah. 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 So going back to Utah, that's where did you first start with Utah? Utah is freaking like a different planet, isn't it? It's just yeah. amazing, right? And for not being, I mean, it's like a medium-sized state. There mm -hmm. is so much to do oh, there. It's, it's, I mean, there's the obvious spots, but then there's so many spots that aren't as famous that are equally as amazing. And so figuring out what to even do there was just crazy overwhelming because we wanted to do everything, but we had such limited time. But we started in Kanab, right? Yeah, in Kanab, Utah. Mm -hmm. And we were going to do um, a bunch of the stuff around that town, which is really cool little town. There's loads of things to do. But I think the main draw for there is Zion because it's it's pretty close. Super to there, close. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were camping in this spot and just way off in the distance. You could I think we, you could see Zion from where we were camping. It was kind of cool. Um, so what did we do there? We did the slot. We did like slot canyons oh, right. and yeah. um, Lake Powell's right there Lake too. Powell, yeah. uh, so Lake Powell's on Utah and Arizona border, which is pretty crazy because when we were there, they were on different time zones. So you cross into Arizona and I think you lose an hour. And then that was a little, you know, you had to remember that when you're doing it and then you go back and then it's an hour later. Um, and then we, yeah, we did a slot canyon there, some hoodoos there. It's a really fun area and oh sand we went sand sledding sand sledding for the yeah, first time that was, that was a dune park that was so fun where's so, that at it's, it's called like, coral pink sand dunes it's just like northwest, northwest of Kanab. yeah okay park big sand dunes you can rent up the board it was 20 bucks 25 bucks and run up the hill jump on the board and just scoot on down it was <laughs> I never heard of that one because I hear obviously we've we've both been to White Sands and you hear the dunes in Colorado. I've never heard of the ones in Utah. Yeah, That's it's really smaller cool. scale. It's small. But... There's only I don't know. It's you can like see the edges of the park. I guess it's not a massive park, but there's lots of dunes and it's, it's lots really of fun. fun. We went really early and it was really dang cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what about Antelope Canyon? Did you end up seeing that? We've done that on a previous trip. Okay. Uh, back in 2019, we flew out there with some friends and we did that. We did Canyon X, which is like uh, not lower upper Antelope Canyon, but it's in the same canyon, but it's run by a tribe in the area. Okay. And it's much less busy, or at least it was a couple years ago. It might be busy now, but it just was a, d a better experience. So we had heard and we really enjoyed it. It was super pretty. I should recommend that. There, but yeah, it's been closed since COVID started. Yeah, they, so. I don't think it's open yet. Again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Um, and so what else? So what did you do in Zion? I, I saw you did angels landing, right? No, no we're no. anti. Oh, you did it? Okay. Okay. For some reason I saw a photo that looks like angels landing to me. And well, that's, that's good. I thought that because we love this hike there called observation point that gives you the same view, but higher up and it's way less sketchy to get to. Um, they actually have two ways to get there. One of them was from down in the canyon, but 
that's been closed for years due to a rock slide. Rock slide. Mm -hmm. So which we did on our first visit a few years ago. Yeah, that route's that, definitely more scenic. Yeah, it's definitely more scenic and more fun, more challenging. It's better than the way you can go now. Um, but there's like a, I'm making this out to more than what it really is. There's like an underground debate between like Angel's Landing and Observation Point. Like what has the better view of Zion Canyon? And we're team uh, Observation Point for sure. Even though we haven't done Angel's Landing, but uh, Observation Point, you're just, you're higher up, number one. You see Angel's Landing down below and you just have more, more views and. It's less busy. Less sketchy to get okay. to. There's no change you have to go on, which some people like that, I guess. Yeah, to me, like Angel's Landing is something that maybe we would do one day just to say we did it. Yeah, but yeah. the the narrow like drop off spots with the chains with like two way traffic and it gets so busy up there. Like, they're actually I know a couple of weeks ago for Fourth of July, they were basically having people wait at the bottom and they were letting people up in like stages, I think like they're having a queue for the hike to try to reduce the traffic on the chains because the hike is just so crazy popular and busy so for us that did not sound fun whatsoever no. even if it is the more iconic one but the hike we did is like pretty flat the whole way and then you kind of go down and so going up on the way back so like a little hard but it's, it's so wide you're in like trees like there's no risk of death oh my god i wish i did that shit <laughs> yeah. you could die at the end if you fall off but well yeah basically like 1500 sheer foot sheer cliffs like if you go off you're off but there's plenty of space to <laughs> but yeah you can stay up. yeah yeah i don't go to the edges um i just i just my fear is real i i can't do it i my like mom getting would love you because <laughs> yeah? she thinks too close even though we're like still like we still 20 feet away back. she's like you're gonna fall you're, you're too close sorry mom uh, I know. just I know you're makes me nervous <laughs> nope i can't do mom. it can't do it kind of like with horseshoe bend like there's that big cliff there and even there's like a there's a rail there that goes around i'm like i can't i can't get within 10 to 15 yards of that i feel super uncomfortable and like all these spots that are way up you know they're windy and so yeah. i feel a little less control with that i yeah. just makes me out i can't do you it you saw someone at horseshoe bend and like flip-flops like leaning over like looking over the edge and i was like i have to turn around like they're gonna die i can't yeah. watch this. like it, it's kind of scary sometimes like how close people do get to the edge and like we've posted some photos where it looks like we're on the edge but there's ways to like yeah, get right. photos where yeah. it looks different than it is and it's not like we're trying to do that on purpose it was just you know a cool shot that looks sketchier than it was but mm. yeah we're very big on like be safe like nothing's worth a photo like you your, your life is not worth it doing yoga oh, poses and handstands and it's just oh. like oh my god you're oh i can't yeah you, you look away you're like i, I cannot <laughs> see someone fall do you ever go to like the top of skyscrapers or anything observation decks or um occasionally so just for like instance so i went to chicago it's okay uh, the willis tower right yeah uh, i mean I it's enclosed but i'm 100 fine and i can't step on that glass window i can't make that step i just i don't know what it is but up at the top if i'm enclosed i'm fine airplanes fly fine elevators i'm fine it's like a ledge it's a ledge that i remember um years ago five six years ago i was in hawaii with my cousin he he had a suite i think on like the 47th floor and 
there's a little, little balcony with a rail right there. And he's like out there, come on, come on out, come on out. I couldn't do it. There's a beautiful rainbow. All my pictures of this rainbow have the freaking railing in it because I could not get out to take the picture. I was like, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay inside. I just, I can't do it. Ugh. You couldn't do the sky deck either at the, I call it the, I guess the Willis is the new name tower. Yeah. yeah he couldn't do that either. And I'm like sitting on it and like, oh, I just yeah, couldn't do it. I it's just, it. it messes with your head. You see the, the, the floor just stops <laughs> and it's like, yeah. uh, I can't take this step. But I hate like ledges on hikes where he doesn't feel as nervous on those. That's so I do both have a fear of heights or, or I guess falling, mm -hmm. but like it's a different fear. So like whenever I'm scared, he's not, whenever he's scared, I'm not. So I guess that's, that's good. We, we're never both freaking out yeah. So. yeah so when i did angel's landing um i went like i want to say halfway through like walter's wiggles is called mm -hmm. and then i stopped i just my mind took over and it was like i started to freak out and my i was with my dad so he went up so the people who are listening to this haven't done angel's landing you can do the walter's wiggles and then there's like um some kind of like a platform or whatever like people stop there you don't have to do the chains and all that stuff right yeah, like scouts Scout look out or yes, overlook. that's what it is. Yeah. So my dad went there while I turned around. I was like, I just don't. You are high up, and yeah, it, the the ledge is it's real. Um, so no, and it's good that you turned around because if you don't feel comfortable, you're you're probably going. You're not going to be thinking as straight, and you may not make the best decision. So it's just, it's always smarter to just listen to your gut. I mm -hmm. I always say like we if we ever feel uncomfortable, we're going to just turn around. Even if everyone else has done this hike, but we, for some reason, just feel like we can't do it. Like, that's okay. Like everyone's different and there's no risk or there's no point in risking your life just because yeah. you, feel like you have to go do it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I, I, I do try to push it a little bit just to try to overcome what's unreasonable. Yeah. But at some point I'm like, if I'm stressing out, we're having major anxiety because of this, this is ruining my experience. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. isn't fun. It's not, I wish it was. And I, you know, I go with friends and family and you're like, come on, you're fine. Come on. It's just like, it, it's not fun to me at some point. I just can't yeah. do it anymore. Um, but yeah, I really wish I knew more about the observation was observation deck. Is that what it is? Observation point. Point. It's also the Canyon overlook, which has, um, it's not the exact same view, but it's an amazing view. And it's like a mile hike. It's super easy. Uh, not Very that popular. sketchy. Yeah, it's really popular for, well, we went for sunrise, but it gets really popular after that. But that's an amazing spot too. That's, um, you know, it, there are some spots that they have like railing and stuff, but we've ne we've done it in the dark twice and we've never once felt unsafe. And it's just easy, short, and the view is incredible. Hmm. And it's way less effort than the other two. Now, how about the narrows? Did you do that as well? The first trip, but yeah, not the first trip. trip. Okay. What were your thoughts yeah. on that? Oh, so much loved fun. It. <laughs> yeah. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. We love slot canyons and we love the walking through water experience. It just yeah. is so unique and so fun. And we only didn't do it last time because their shuttle system at the time was reservations only. And they've now changed that back to just like a free for all, which I've mixed feelings on because the lines get ridiculous waiting for that shuttle. And when we went back in 2018, I think it was Memorial day and the park actually seemed, and that's supposed to be one of the busiest weekends. Hmm. The park seemed less busy May, 2018 Memorial day holiday weekend than it did on a weekday in March when we went, which was spring break to be fair, but the parks just gotten way busier. So we didn't want to deal with like, we couldn't get the shuttle tickets. Like they're just so hard to get. And we didn't even try to be honest. And, 
we had Kona. We didn't want to risk like waiting hours for a shuttle when she's like waiting for us and stuff. So mm. um, we just skipped it this time. But we did an, a, a hike nearby called Canera Falls, which is a very similar experience to the Narrows, but much smaller scale. And it has a waterfall that you can climb up this ladder next to it, which was pretty sketchy, mm. but so fun. Like the water's like, right, it's so cold. You're climbing up this like sketchy wooden ladder. Water's rushing down on you. But it was a blast. So we kind of made that our Narrows experience this past time. Nice. And I was going to bring up the question about the parks and being busy. Is it noticeably busier this time going around to all these parks than previously before COVID? I would say yes. Silence, especially. Yeah. And that's another thing with this is like all these reservation systems you've got to go through and with like the shuttles. And then also like we were at Rocky Mountain recently and there's like permits you got to get if you want to come in at this time and they're very difficult to get some of them and you got to make sure you're online to get them and that's another thing with uh we also went to mesa verde and uh you know to get like the tour tickets and permit to go on no not that road just for the tours mm -hmm. right um we got online like soon as they were available you know and some of the tours there's only like this limited people like 10 groups or 10 people and they were gone in like 10 seconds, you know, like wow. you can't even like click the button to get it. It's so. been, so it's busier, but then they've implemented these permit systems yeah. to try to help with the crowds, which I do kind of like, they yeah, are a huge pain to get, mm -hmm. and you really have to be prepared and like, you can't be as spontaneous. Um, they do release some typically like a day or two before as well. But you know, for us, it's like, if we're going somewhere, we don't want to know two days before, if, like we don't want to be uncertain, but it's, they're busier overall. But I'd though. say they're definitely busier like, overall. Another example, arches. Like if you don't get in the park, inside the park by seven thirty, they say on their website, and we learn from experiences, like you might have to wait three or four hours because they stop letting people in. They just like close the entrance and limit entry, and you just you got to go back to town or go do something else. Wow. And you guys are really reiterating why it's important to follow your guides and your blogs because this stuff people really need to know or they're going to be booking flights or long drives yeah. to just walk into a place you can't get in so that's another reason to follow you guys because yeah i can see that happening to the so funniest, many the funniest example i can think of is we saw like a google review of that antelope uh antelope canyon mm -hmm. the guy was like i drove all the way from new england to antelope canyon. <laughs> it wasn't open it's like google man oh, oh yeah. man well just follow you guys you know because yeah. you guys are experienced all the like the tips you just gave in the last two minutes about you know permits and whatnot people just don't know that so and it's only gotten worse now because you know the post-covid rush and everyone's trying to go outdoors and go yeah. see these places um now you've just also named a bunch of like areas off the map you know pun intended um how do you find these places? Because we're all following you. <laughs> so who do you follow to find all these places that we've never heard of before? Man, I, I feel like YouTube wise, we follow people who do have focused more on international. So that hasn't been like as helpful for us stuff, but we have, we follow, I think we follow this blog called earth trekkers. It's a family that I don't think they travel full time. I think no. they did for a while, but they aren't now, but they create really, really helpful guides on the national parks. Most of the time they also have non-national park ones too. So for Utah, especially like 
it was a beast trying to figure out what to even do there. And then at the parks, like what to prioritize if you just had one or two days. So we relied a lot on their website. We've kind of like, we're always like, well, if they like the hike, we'll like it. Like we just trust their advice now. Like they will, they'll be like, we preferred this hike over this hike, or, you know, Mm -hmm. you could skip this if you're short on time. So for us, that's really helped us prioritize. And then I don't even know, like all trails is super helpful. We love all trails. Yeah, We scour all trails a lot. Yeah, reading just the hiking reviews and, you know, when we're going to an area, just kind of looking up that area on all trails. And since a lot of our adventures are hiking focused, just seeing what hikes are in that area, you know, just old fashioned Googling and just finding blogs and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a liker of a lover, I should say, of all trails too, because I, I gave that to my girlfriend and my dad for Christmas presents as nice. a, a year subscription. Awesome, it's, it's come in handy already. So yeah, I'm 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 a full believer in that, and it's helped. That's also helped shape like our Tahoe trip. And we're looking at when we go to Denali, we're looking at trails to to do there as well. Um, how often do you guys just stumble upon like a hidden gem, like? okay, did I know this was here? This is really cool. Like in the moment? Yeah, like you're just driving. You're like, oh, this looks freaking awesome. Let's just pull over and go check it out. Is that ever, how often does that happen? Honestly, not too much. Really. <laughs> no? Well, there'll be times where we're driving and we're like, wow, this drive's way prettier than we yeah. thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But maybe like the hidden gems are more hidden than just from the road. So we don't know yeah. to like turn off and see something. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. I feel like. I'm sure there's tons. I mean, there's obviously tons of stuff we've missed yeah. and tons of cool hidden gems. We're also trying to be a little cautious about sharing things that are too hidden because people can be very protective of those. And, you know, if a spot's like very off the beaten path and no one really knows about it, we try to maybe kind of keep it more of a secret. Like we don't go to it necessarily, or we wouldn't film it, but we haven't experienced that that much either. Pretty much everything's very well known at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, you know, you don't know about it for example you can go on all trails and there's like oh there's a thousand reviews for this hike like it's obviously not a secret even though i had never heard of it mm-hmm. but i feel like we come across a lot of stuff like that when researching but in the moment we tend to probably be a little too focused on the task at hand which is okay. like where we need to go what we need to film mm-hmm. so our days are a little less like spontaneous than we'd like just because we typically are limited on time and just kind of working off of a you know here's a list of places we want to go check out and you know fit them all in now that has to be very interesting to know that you have influence on keeping a hidden gem hidden because you don't release it do you realize that do you realize you have that much we'll say power for lack of a better term or influence on others it's yeah i mean i suppose so um it's it's a very tricky debate because we don't want to be the ones that lets out the secret quote unquote and catch all the hate for it or something. But, um, we also, you know, want to share all the cool stuff we do and tell you how to do it and how to get there and how much it costs. And we stuff. had, it's, it's a big debate out there. Yeah. The whole like geotagging yeah. debate is very big. We just don't believe in gatekeeping. Um, we just don't think it's right for us to be selfish about where we get to go, but no one else gets to go. We had a couple people request that we did not share trail names in Colorado. And there's, we understand, we totally understand Washington where we lived near Seattle or in Seattle, lots of trails had become super, super busy. We totally understand how that happens. um, And we don't really like that. 
Um, but at the same time, it's very, it's a very tricky situation for us because especially now our income relies solely on sharing our adventures. And so if we were to be like, here's what we're doing, but you don't get to do it. That kind of defeats the entire purpose, like our mission, which is to help others travel. We're not doing all of this just to like show off what we get to do. We're doing this to help other people get to experience what we get to experience. And so our kind of stance on it is that we will, we'll share places that are obviously known there's everywhere we share is not a, a secret just maybe you someone doesn't know about it but it's still not a secret mm-hmm. and we'll share these places and we will do our best to share them as responsibly as possible share all the things you need to know to successfully complete them so you're not you know putting yourself at risk or you know having to get like search and rescue and take resources you know from search and rescue teams and also you know just setting a good example of what it means to like be responsible outdoors. You know, we're not going to show ourselves picking up the trash that we pick up on trails. Cause that seems a little like virtue signaling to us, but um, you know, we'll pick up trash if we see it on our website, every single blog post that's outdoors related has the leave no trace principles. We're trying to re- reiterate these more on Instagram posts. We're, we're trying our best to like be share like what you're supposed to do or like how to be a good outdoors person without being too preachy in every video we don't want to constantly be like okay remember guys like pick up your trash like we don't want to talk to people like they're stupid um but we also we want to set a good example just by not doing the bad things you're not supposed to do and yeah i don't know it's a very complex topic for us all we can do is you know lead by example um share the the like the the I don't know how to word this. Like we share the leave no leave no trace principles, so um, we put it out there and and trying to educate and educate a little bit. But we're not park rangers. We're not like Mm -hmm. stewards of all this stuff. So we just uh, it's out of our control if someone goes and leaves their coke can out there. I mean, all we can do is pick it up and then pick it up and lead by example. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to know how did the people in Colorado contact you and tell you this how'd that go down oh just like youtube just comments, messages and comments. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it's 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 frustrating though because it was an example like yesterday like uh, i saw somebody on instagram like post like a really cool looking place and I, I i've seen it before it's like a screensaver kind of a thing like you've seen it before and i didn't know what it was called or and he referred to it as like a locals only kind of spot and um but i just google like the descriptive terms of what it looks like. And a minute later, I figured out where it was. It's not hard. Right. <laughs> you know? It's not as secret as everybody wants everything to be. Yeah. I understand social media has kind of impacted the outdoors a I lot. I get both sides. Yeah. We get both sides. Sure. So we're not trying mm-hmm. to be like, we, we, we're trying to like find the best way for us to be able to share places since that's our job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, if we like posted a video and we're like, look at this great hike we're doing, but we're not going to tell you the name. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Imagine like what people would freak out at us. They would just yeah. freak out. So, you know, we're just trying to do our best and like, we're not perfect. Like I said, even with the COVID stuff, but you know, people have to try to remember like this is our like livelihood now. And so we have to like our whole livelihood is helping others travel and all we can really do is just try to steer them in the right direction and help them be better humans when they're outdoors and experiencing these places. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And honestly, it's probably really beneficial too to like the places you go get food or go buy yeah. products and stuff like that. Cause they're getting business because of that, you know? So that's also really helpful for people's financial situations and stuff too. So 
yeah, yeah. If, if, people, if they're going to do this anyways, you might as well show them the best and proper way to do that. they leave no trace and whatnot too. So, so these people, now. <laughs> it's such a well, hard topic and people like to be really mean about it or like, I, it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to be in our situation sometimes with that topic because we can't win either way. It seems like with great power comes great responsibility. Right. <laughs> pressure right here. I mean, honestly, bravo, because when you set out to do this, no one knew who the hell you were. And now you've come to a place where you actually do have some influence. This means you're doing it right. You're doing something right, you know? And I go back to what I said at the very beginning of this podcast. You've shown me how to have some great times and things to see and things to do that I never would have experienced. And I have better memories because of that. My photo album is better because of that. So honestly, the benefit, in my opinion, way outweighs the negative. So I appreciate that. Um, Now, I know you hit on your job situation. So last summer we talked, um, Catherine, you were working full-time trying to make it work with all this traveling and constantly pulling over places to get your Wi-Fi to join your meetings and send your emails and stuff. And Adam, I know you were kind of chipping in with, um, so web design and you were a teacher previously. So go through the process of how now this has turned into your full-time gig. It's crazy. I, it's been the craziest year. I mean, when COVID hit in March, we watched what, were, what was going to be our best month at the time go to being like, we lost like 90% of our income from like Adventures of A plus K, which thankfully we had. Um, I had a corporate job and Adam was doing some work as well. So we, we had income still coming in. I still had my job, thankfully. So we weren't, you know, in a horrible financial situation, but our goal had been for me to quit my job, ideally end of last year. And we watched just all of my, I say my, cause it, for a long time, it's been my, like my baby, but now it's our baby. So I say my, but I need to say ours. So I watched all of our hard work just disappear overnight, basically. And it was like the most, even though like we were okay financially, I still had a job. Like it was just the most disheartening thing to see everything that we had worked towards just kind of crumble, you know, and it took months for it to kind of rebound. And when it did rebound, thankfully, since we, have focused a lot on U.S. travel, mostly in like national parks. And that's where everyone was going, was staying in the U.S. And our audience was really U.S. based. So they can only do the U.S. And a lot of them wanted to visit national parks. It rebounded super well, which we were so thankful for. And um, just over the last year, I guess, since we talked, I mean, it's just grown exponentially to the point where we were making more than I was making at my job. And we felt confident enough that we could leave, I could leave my job so to pursue this full time, knowing that it's going to ebb and flow. And this month has not been as good as last month. So that's been kind of a, you know, I quit my job. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, oh, cool. Like it's not as good this month, but that's something I'm having to like understand. Like we're now in this kind of like seasonal business and certain months will do better than others. And, um, but yeah, so I quit my job. My last day was June 24th or 25th. Yeah. And now we're doing this full time, which is crazy. It's been the dream for like two years. It hasn't always been the dream because we never thought it would ever be be feasible, I guess. But in the last two years, it had been the dream just because working two full-time jobs, like A plus K is more than a full-time job. Um, I know it looks all fun and dandy to the outside world, but it's like, I mean, I think I'm actually working more on it now than I'm 
self-employed like we we have yet to have like that balance that we hope for with this transition but it's just been really crazy right now but yeah it working two jobs was pretty brutal but i'm very thankful i was able to do it but now i'm very thankful that i'm able to do this because it's what i'm truly passionate about is just helping others travel that's amazing you know and like goal accomplished you are living a life that many people envy they just don't know how to get there and after we chatted last year is when I started to kind of teach myself a little bit of Adobe Premiere and stuff to put some podcast clips together. I mean, I work in the Adobe Creative Cloud all day, every day. I'm good with that. I just didn't really have any familiarity with the video. And I remember messaging you afterwards, like these are little dinky clips that are of people talking and they're taking me an hour or two. And (laughs) I can't imagine the videos you guys make on top of working a full-time job. I was like, I feel like I'm working just to have this podcast once a week is, is very, very, I don't know, busy. I should say. Content creation uh, takes so much time, so much more than people realize. Like there's all the prep work that goes into it. Then there's the actual, like for you recording, I guess for us, like filming, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we have, I sort the clips and then we edit it and then I kick it over to Adam and he does all the music and then we export, we watch it, which sometimes can take way longer because we're like, oh, we got to fix this, got to fix that. We export it. Then we have to go upload it, which can take hours depending on the Wi-Fi. And then we have to like write the, dis- like, there's just so much like writing the description, like making the graphic. Like it's, I, I say every video takes us at least probably 40 hours from like the idea phase to like the posting phase. I believe it. And I want to, I know we've kind of hopped around with some travels and stuff. I want to hop into that a little bit, just to get, to, to lift the curtain, if you will. I love lifting the curtain. Perfect. <laughs> I, I want people to know it's like not, this sounds so bad, but I, I never want anyone to feel like, oh, your life's just so fun. All you do is have fun. Cause I'm like, really all we do is work. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you're also honestly, like another aspect of that is what you said before. You're always answering questions for people too. Like oh yeah, it has all nothing to do with editing videos or taking photos or getting that stuff up. That's a side thing of literally communicating with other people while you're doing that. Um, and we love it. We absolutely love it. And we're very fortunate that we've been able to turn a passion into a career like that's like the ultimate in our in our mind like the ultimate like life goal is to make money doing what you love Mm -hmm. but you know it doesn't come without challenges (laughs) yeah let's and let's talk about that in a second now real quick i'm curious to know your financials your financials no one needs to know that how does somebody look at you and say i want to do that and i want to get paid to do that where does that start and like where does the money like kind of come from? How does that happen from someone doing their passion? A la me, you know, this podcast, how does the money start trickling in? So for, in our case, for like a a blog, a website. So we write all these guys, we go to these places, take a bunch of pictures, you know, take notes on these places, like how much it costs, all all the information you, you we think that someone needs to know to go to this place and tons of things to do in the area, whatever. And we just write it all down, write it up into uh, an easy to read blog. That's uh, SEO search engine optimized. Right. So we write it in a way that, that um, so if somebody's looking for things to do in this place, like hopefully our post will come up. Right. Um, so write a bunch of those for all the places we go. 
and then um, it, as you get hopefully get more and more traffic over the months and years, maybe for uh, for, for us for, it was years, yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. Um, we there's there's some options. So some people have like Google Ads. There's all kinds of different ad networks. And so what we wanted to do and what we went with once we got um, met the threshold for their um, you know traffic you know threshold was this. It's a, a program called MediaVine. And so um, you apply and hopefully get accepted to their program. Once you hit that traffic threshold and um, they come in and they add some code to your website that makes it to where ads display throughout the page and throughout the website. Um, and so depending on uh, a lot of factors with your website, like um, how many pictures you have and the text size and all kinds of stuff, you can do little tweaks to, um, the optim optim to optimize it to make um, this uh, number, it's called an RPM, uh, make it better and higher. Um, and so just essentially just making your revenue higher. Yeah. It's basically like a, a ratio of like how many people visit your website and how many ads they see on that visit, things like that. Um, and so with every visitor, you know, that kind of adds a couple pennies to your day. Mm -hmm. And, um, at the end of the day, um, or every morning they let you know how much you made that previous day. And yeah. So, yeah. so we got accepted into that program, July, 2019, mm -hmm. Um, so we've been in it for, I guess, basically two years now, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to us because unlike YouTube, and this is something that our website's been on the back burner for a while because YouTube requires it feel it, to us, at least more consistent content, like at least one a week, or we've been trying to do two a week. We, yeah. We're fine doing one a week. We just have so many videos filmed that we have to do two a week. Otherwise, Colorado videos we playing for like six months. Right. Um, so to do everything that we have planned the rest of the year, we have to do two a week right now. And so that's been taking up most of our time, but our website, what's nice about that is like, we, it does benefit you if you create more guides and everything, especially Google likes new content and stuff. So like, you know, all the ranking, it's very complex. We don't really fully get it, but um, with our website though, it's like, I hadn't written a guide in like, I don't know, like a month or two. Like I'm fine. I finally finished one yesterday that I've been working on for over a month and, but we're still making, you know, decent income. Like when YouTube, when we stop posting, if we like take a break, the income, definitely we can kind of see it go down, but our mm -hmm. website, it tends to kind of stay or even grow, even when we're not posting just because people aren't like, they're not out there. Like I need like waiting for your blog to come out each week. They might be for some other creators, but not for us. And we're just, you know, hoping that people are searching for the stuff that we post. So. And are all the ads on your website, are they, they kind of like related to travels and stuff like that? Or are they just kind of more random? Uh, right now they can be uh, a lot of them are, um, I think it's called third party cookies. So like they see, you know, if you search for basketballs or something, you're probably going to see basketball ads on, on yeah. our website. Um, and we don't get paid per click. We get paid per impression. So, yeah, so which is great. Pops up on so no one screen, has to click on it. You just yeah. have to look at it for a second. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, this is so, really good to know. You'll see some of that. And then there's also some other, um, we can enable like some PSAs, like, um, like during COVID, there were some COVID yeah, ones, like, or like you know, animal shelter kind of stuff. Yeah. Animal shelter. There's different ones we can allow on the website and display. Um, so it's kind of that kind of stuff. So if you get a weird right ad now. on our website, it means you were someone, yeah. you or someone that's attached to you is looking at that. Weird <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Don't blame us. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I, hilarious. I yeah. do feel like my phone listens to me regardless. <laughs> oh, I, I mentioned sure. something and it's on my Instagram feed like an hour later. So what the thousand, it's the creepiest thing. It's yeah. happened to us more than once and it's, very creepy 
But yeah, our goal is to make free content. We don't want people to have to pay to access what we do. And so for us, like having, yes, you have to deal with ads on our website. We really try our hardest to like place them in more appropriate areas. We can kind of control a little bit where they go. We started doing that more and we can kind of also like change some settings and we, we try really hard. And even with YouTube, like we don't have mid roll ads. So that means ads never play in the middle of our video. Mm-hmm. We just don't really personally like that. And we just don't want to have them, even though a lot of people do, and it's probably normal now. We just yeah. personally think it's not as good of an experience. So for us, like we're trying to balance like user experience with like getting the free content and us still getting money. So you know, it's we want tough. To get free. We want to make it so you don't have to pay anything. You just might have to look at an ad or two to view our content. It's tough. I get it. It's something, you know, the more clicks and listens I get in my podcast, the more it's like, oh, it'd be cool. Maybe if I throw an ad in there. And then if I did that, you know, where would I put it in the middle of it in the beginning? It's all these like things you got to figure out. Then you look at the analytics. And, but at the same time, you don't want to lose your listeners to be like, I ain't dealing with this on to the next because the attention spans are so short. Yeah. Um, this is really cool to get a behind the scenes look. Um, so for somebody who is, let's just say, is like, Ed McCatherine, I'm going to inspire to be them one day. Where does most of the finances come from? Is it your website or is it YouTube or is it just a combination of both? The website's typically like two times Yeah, YouTube. it's like two to one. Yeah. Okay. That's really good to know because... It's funny because like a lot of people make money on Instagram. We make $0 on Instagram. Like for us, Instagram's just a way to share some of the photos we take because like where mm-hmm. else will we share them? And then lately we've been trying to make like we've been writing, I'm writing really long captions with like just tips for everything. Just trying to make them like little guides. Um, we need to do reels because apparently Instagram's <laughs> going to stop sharing photos. I don't know. They say they're not going to sh- not share photos anymore, what? but that's just one more thing we have to do is make reels. So, but we, I mean, we make $0 directly on Instagram, but it indirectly, you know, benefits the website for sure. So. Yeah. But yeah. for some people, they make most of their money on Instagram yeah. doing like sponsored content we're not as big a fans of sponsor content for just us. Cause we don't feel like it's as authentic to us. So we would be, we're very selective on who we would ever work with and what we'd ever promote. Um, it has to be like very travel related or, you know, a destination. Something we actually use already. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, cause like, what if like Osprey or Arcteryx or North face or something, we had contacted you, would you go with that? Yeah. yeah. That's one we would definitely like an outdoor brand. Um, we're partnering with a hotel chain, Oh, look at you guys. They're basically, I mean, they're giving us like some free nights and we were like, heck yes. Like we're going to be in an area at the time that's going to be really hard to sleep in the van and we need to leave Kona for a bit. Like it's like the perfect situation where we can have a hotel. What state is it in? Can you give that away? Uh, it'll be Minnesota, Michigan and Vermont. That's so cool. to space them out. So it's not like every video we're like, eh, we are at a hotel now. Um, so like something like that, um, we partnered with South Dakota tourism last summer. And that was like, if I had to, if we had to write down our perfect, um, partnership, that was it. It was just mm-hmm. us, you know, getting paid to create content for them and for our audience doing what we already do. So it was very natural for us, mm-hmm. but some people, you know, that's all like, that's where a lot of their income comes from is doing the sponsored content and on Instagram. So if someone wants to start out in this, it really just kind of, depends oh gosh i need to charge my phone hold on my phone my our hotspot's about to die oh Hold no <laughs> this is the fun part of living in a van <laughs> i'm actually yeah i was gonna say you know i can edit this out but actually you know if this is part of living in a van people need to know this yeah we have to keep everything charged um 
but I want to blame you, honestly. Like, I want to blame anybody who was just like, yeah, they're offering to pay me. I'll just take the money and whatever. But it's really hard to like to not to say no sometimes. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, because I mean, I respect that. Honestly, I respect the fact that you're like, you know, if we already use them, if we're a believer in the product, if they support, you know, our beliefs and our vision, you'll go with them. Um, yeah. But that's hard for people to do, honestly, because some people just take the money and be like, whatever, I'll put whatever product out there. So good for you. I appreciate that. Very natural. We don't want it to ever feel like we're trying to sell you something. So that's kind of, that's our philosophy and everyone's different, but for someone starting out and like wanting to make like, like travel blogging or vlogging a career. I mean, our biggest tip is just be passionate about it because it's very hard. It's hard work. It's hard to grow it. It takes a lot of just effort and hours and it can take years. So you have to really, really, truly love what you're doing. Otherwise it's going to be very, very hard to stick with it. Mm. And if you stick with it, it will pay off and, you know, learn SEO. If you're going to have a website, SEO is what took us from making no money to making what we make now. Like SEO has been huge for us and for YouTube. I mean, for us, we, we try not to be like super strategic with YouTube. Like we're just we don't want to make it into something like where we're only filming things that we think will get a lot of views or mm. we're just doing what we want to do and sharing it. And if hopefully someone likes it. And so that's kind of our philosophy with all of this is just do what you would want to watch or what you would want to read about. Like what tips would you find helpful on a blog? And it will pay off. And, you know, if you're going to do a website, like I said, SEO with YouTube, you know, learning obviously like how to potentially up your chances of like having your video viewed because you don't want to put hours into a video and then no one watches it. You want to make sure people can find it, like the right people can find it. But, um, you know, there's a lot of tactics out there that we don't do that people use to go viral or to, you know, do certain stuff. And that's just not us. Um, well, you'll have to let me know what that is. <laughs> I'll do it for this. We don't want to like, we don't want to, talk down on them. <laughs> I'll do it for this, for this video. <laughs> yeah, there's, nope. a of, there's a lot of clickbaity stuff people do yeah, to try to sure. get a ton of views. And for us, it's like, we'd rather just get the right people to view it. We don't mm -hmm. care if like random people find this video that have no interest in this. It just went viral on YouTube. We'd rather five people who will find it helpful, watch it versus a thousand people who are just going to be like, this is stupid. I didn't want to watch this. Like watch yeah. five people that like want to engage and like actually want this information and say something back that's helpful and, or like contribute back. And yeah, well, this really is, this is kind of like your art. This is your artist. This is your creation. You right. know, it's almost like someone telling an artist what they should do instead of just oh, letting them do who they are. They right? love, they love to do that. No, trust me. I'm I not going to make this into a rant fast. Oh, I, I oh, I know. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm a graphic designer every day. Every day. <laughs> oh, make I it a little bit bigger. Put it over here in the corner. Make it bigger, brighter. Yeah. Yeah. My last job, there was a lot of conflict between marketing and design. So I, I know all it. about that. But the that. thing is, it's like, if there's one person over here, okay, this thing needs to be bigger. Then the other guy over here is like, no, it needs to be smaller. And like, yep. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. But they all want to make it pop. They and all want to make go, it pop. And then you go and look at their page and they have this many videos. Zero. <laughs> well, Hey, I applaud you. Keep doing what you're doing. And I appreciate very, it. Very, very grateful. We're not trying to complain. We just, no, also you're, not. Want, you're not, we also just want people to know that it's not just rainbows and sunshine. All the yeah. Time. And honestly, we'll talk about that in a second too. But one thing that came to my mind after I talked to you guys last year was like, I feel almost like you should have a brand and, or 
uh, a logo created for like a hat you wear or something to, I don't know, like, we've had some requests recently like oh y'all should have merch but we don't want to just put our logo on it we want it to be something that was like a phrase or like we have a sticker that says we'll travel for tacos and people like that sticker the few that like, we've given it out a few times but um we we'd want it to be something that's not about us that's about kind of it's related to travel, us yeah, not yeah. about us um but we haven't figured that out yet. So, and I'll also tell you what, if, if, if you need a designer, I know one, All right. I will help. I will be more than happy to, I will work with you. Um, but at the same time, like I'm, this is me thinking on the fly. So, um, if you wanted to ever do something like that and like donate some proceeds to like wildlife and or national parks or something like that, that'd be awesome. I'm more than happy to team up with you about that. Yeah. yeah, that's that that would be awesome for us. Like we wouldn't want to do it to uh make money necessarily, but I think it's really cool. Like there's this guy I follow um in a van who has a Patreon and every month all the proceeds go to a different animal shelter. So awesome. he's like not keeping any of the money. He's just he's using it to help like find animals in shelters homes and like they go down to Mexico and they get dogs and like bring them back and find them homes and stuff. And I just think that's so so cool. Really and yeah, cool. we love animals like national parks, wildlife, you know, mm-hmm. all the lands out there that, you know, could use some extra resources. That would be really cool. We just need idea. to think of, just need to think of what it would be. Right. Think <laughs> about it. thing has suggestions. Yeah. What would you want? Yeah. yeah. So for anybody who has ideas, say that again, so we can go ahead and post this online. So yeah, if you have any ideas of like a shirt or a hat or any kind of merch that we could make, that we could sell that you would want um you know we don't want to benefit off of it we want to donate that money to some kind of like wildlife fund or animal shelter or the parks something like that if you have any ideas let us know because that's because we have none be, yeah, zero that'd be something <laughs> cool to do no that's awesome and like i said if there's any way i can help and be a part of that at all whether it's just posting it or helping you design anything or creating yeah. ads for you let me know i'm more than happy to help and we're a believer in the same things we love wildlife we love the national parks and everything so if, if there's anything i can do to help that process more than happy to do it and like i said you guys do have some power and some influence so that'd be really cool to actually put that to to use for you know to raise money for a good cause so um, now i do want to kind of go deeper into this as far as like what do your normal days look like as far as like creating content and videos? And then you got obviously put travel in there and you got the music, all that stuff. What does that look like? Oh, every week is different. Every day is different, really. So way before the day even starts, you know, we have a Google doc up of the kind of like the rundown or the shot list kind of loosely of the place we're going to go, the video we want to shoot. And so, we it sounds bad we kind of script some stuff like a loose like most like the intro some things we want to say along the way um just to especially the intro like set the scene you know like we just came from here we're going here yada yada so we have a, a good outline of the day and um that's ready to go you know the day of and then if we're like we're going for like a hike we get up really early <laughs> sometimes and it's before sunrise and get out there um and uh you just film like the yeah, whole just... time i mean yeah we i'd, I'd call it more of a storyboard yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Script, we'll script out like historical facts so if we're talking about like the history sure, of yeah. a town we 
cannot remember that. Yeah. So right. like we'll, we'll write it out so we don't mess anything up. But uh, we kind of storyboard the whole day. And one thing that I love doing is because I'm the one who edits and Adam does the music. It's like I'm always the entire day. I'm always thinking of like how I'm going to edit the video, which is probably bad. I should live in the moment more. But um, I'm always thinking of like how will we transition from this part to this part. And that's one thing that over time I think we've gotten better at is like telling a better story or just making it flow better. Our first videos, I think, were a little bit more like we'd always just be like, and now we're going here and now we're going there. Mm -hmm. And we're trying. We still do that because sometimes it's just easier to say stuff. But we're trying to like show the show it through video more than telling it all the time and so um when we're during the day we're filming we pretty much have an outline of what we're going to do like we'll know like if we're going to go eat something but you know then you know we'll share our reactions to food or like our thoughts on the hike and that stuff just kind of comes to us in the moment you know um but again on like hikes so we're filming the hike you know kind of start to finish but there's all kinds of different shots we want to get like us walking like from a tripod zooming in on this thing but then also getting like the grand view of the whole view um there's just a lot of different shots that you want to and angles you want to kind of piece in that are um kind of artistic kind of just kind of add to the vibe of the video the section of the video yeah one thing that Sorry, I was go gonna ahead. say, is, is GoPro your camera of choice, or is there other cameras that you kind uh, of? We do have a GoPro, and we use that more on kind of as it's designed, like more action kind of a stuff. Like we've done like a Via Ferrata, and um, we we'll put it like uh, if we're doing like a really cool drive, we'll put it on the um, the windshield, and that'll catch the front of the van winding through all kinds of stuff. But uh, our two main cameras, we started with a Sony A6500. Uh, which has been great um and then we have like a little dead cat microphone on top and then uh recently i guess before we hit the road when did we get that one? i think we got it in like the winter time in the winter time we got a, a sony a7 three yeah which was mostly just for me to take photos because my like full frame dslr had died mm. it was quite old and had yeah. gotten a lot of love um so i upgraded to that camera but we just love we love it way more than the other camera. It's just a nicer camera. Mm -hmm. So now we pretty much shoot all B-roll on that camera and then all talking parts on the Sony a6500. Um, Which the 6500, like it's been our workhorse for most of, before we got this one especially, but it's geared like the way it's made or designed, I guess is geared more towards video, but it still takes great photos. Um, But yeah, now that we've got this other one, we do mostly the talking parts on um, the 6500 and then a lot of b-roll and most of the pretty much all the photos on on the 737 yeah 73 i always want to throw the r in there it's not <laughs> yeah. the one. i wish it was the r one yeah, that, that one's, one's nicer like a couple of oh, man. Yeah. but Soon i enough. mean we, yeah. we film on you know at least two cameras sometimes the gopro sometimes the drone if it's allowed and so after we're done filming we basically um i we sort the clips so we just basically we have like a flat uh, a color coding system like this is b-roll this is talking this might be a blooper and so i color code all of them and um for each camera just to pick which clips we actually want to put in the video because it's not always every clip that we do and so then from there kind of putting that in premiere pro and then just kind of building out the timeline on premiere pro with like the story and like the flow of it which i used to get i got really fast at editing videos for a while and i think we're just filming a lot more now like as in like in the moment like Adam was saying like different angles and you know we just have a lot more footage and so they're taking me way longer and I've I've learned some tricks to make things look smoother and stuff so everything just takes longer now but 
kind of I'm learning. I'm still finding hacks to kind of shorten the editing. Show time. me the ways. Show me the ways. <laughs> so you'll, be able, you'll be able to offer online classes for Premiere. Oh Pro. man, it's it's so, so hard. much. There's so much to that program though. Like we yeah. we just scratch we're the so surface. Basic. Like a lot we're of so times basic. we'll see like some other people on Instagram or whatever they'll share their timeline of Premiere Pro and there's so many colors like a rainbow and and we're like what are they doing? Because ours doing, does not like, look like that. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when I when I worked up at uh, ESPN, I'm still friends with a lot of those people that do a lot of like the editing and the cutting and stuff. And you see the stuff they work on. It's like, oh, my God, it's like speaking a different language. Yeah. So, I mean, after I put that together, I kick it over to Adam and he does the music. I used to do the music, but it's my least favorite part because it's so hard. Mm -hmm. And we always just want to use the same songs because it's so hard to find other ones. And it's it's a struggle. So he, he works on that now. That's what he was working on before we hopped on this, actually. Um, we have really solid Wi-Fi at this library in town, so we're trying to get two videos uploaded today. Nice. Tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, but, yeah, and then um, – and, and this all happens, like, obviously over days. Like, sometimes we film a video, and I don't even start editing it for two weeks because we have other videos I have to edit first. Um, right now, we're finishing up our Colorado videos. We have two more to post, and those are the two that we're uploading today. So we're done filming – like filming and editing those pretty much. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's a lot of like different steps, but they always happen like over different days and whatnot. So um, yeah, and then once it's uploaded, we like write the title, do the thumbnail, write the description, you know, sometimes schedule it. Sometimes we just post it like in the moment, but, um, and then, yeah. And then afterwards it's, you know, engaging in the comments and posting it on Instagram and on Facebook and, you know, responding to all the comments and messages and questions people have and whatnot, which, you know, can last for weeks on end. It just depends mm -hmm. on like how long the video is getting like active views. Um, and then, yeah, then it's on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for people that don't realize that like all the stuff in like Adobe premiere pro and stuff, it's not like taking a photo with your iPhone and clicking upload and you're done and you just respond to comments that takes a ton of freaking work. And yeah, like I, I like how you're like, yeah, we want to tell people this is a lot of struggle and it is a lot of work because it is a lot of work. Like I said, like this, I'll post a couple clips of this conversation on my Instagram, just to kind of tease it and stuff like that. And that takes that yeah. takes time. It really does. And that's just a little clip, not an entire yeah. video of a hike I did. So some people, there. like some vloggers out there can literally just pick up the camera and just like film their day and like, yeah. doesn't need much editing, but for our style and just for us personally, like what makes the day go smoothest, like we have to have a little bit of structure and, you know, over time, like we mentioned, like we're trying to, we're always trying to make our videos better. And so they're requiring a lot more upfront work just to mm -hmm. kind of like plan out the day and make sure we know things to say that are interesting and how we want to tell the story and video. Um, but some people can, you, you don't have to do it that way though. Mm -hmm. Like some people can literally just pick it up and just film whatever they're doing that day. Um, but we just find that that does not work for us. Cause then we're like, uh, so what do we say now? <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I mean, cause one of the first things I noticed about you guys too, is maybe it's cause I am a designer and stuff. I, I like the small details. I noticed how like uh, polished your videos were, that's one of the first things I noticed is like, oh, they actually take the time to do this. They don't just wing it and throw it up there. I appreciate that. I like that extra. I mean, obviously it's working with what you guys are doing and the way things are we going. We like it too. Guys, it's so. just, yeah, we like it too. Um, we, we've been, you know, it's like little, we've been making little changes here and there, which I think over time just make the videos better. And like, mm -hmm. we're trying to make them more helpful. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like little baby steps, but you don't have, you know, you can, 
the the beauty of it is you can do whatever you want to do. You mm-hmm. can make any kind of video you want over about any topic you want. There's someone out there who will enjoy it. It's the small details that make a difference and you yeah. guys do a really good job of that. And you're obviously explaining why. One thing I'm curious to know about is uh, doing this podcast and being a podcast host for the last year, I go back to my more recent episodes and I re-listen to them again with things I can do better. And I take mental notes, like don't say this too much. Don't do this and don't do that. Do you guys ever watch videos that you have like recently posted to be like, oh, we, we should stay away from that or alter things in the future? Oh yeah. All yeah. The time. We, we, we don't go back and watch a ton of it, but we'll, you know, we'll use clips from old videos to put in some of the new ones. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, what were we doing? <laughs> well, in one of, in our first videos, I, I love gum where well, I used to, I I've tried to kick the addiction um, because we film, you know, so much that now I just feel like I can never chew gum anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved gum though. Like I would chew a pack a day. It was kind of a problem. And I would chew it on camera and my dad was like, Hey, you should stop that. And I made a comment in a vlog, like in the blooper, like, Oh, gotta hide the gum. Cause like my dad's going to say something. And someone commented on like our recent video the other day about gum. And I was like, I haven't chewed gum in like two years on the video, but that's one thing that like, once I knew that that didn't look good, I stopped it, but mm-hmm. you can still watch the old videos and you'll see gum, but <laughs> we actively do not chew gum on camera anymore. You know, I've been told I use my hands too much when I talk, but the same time like there's there's a line like things that you know we can easily change about ourselves and things that are just innately who we are right and yeah. there's some things we can't just change about ourselves but we try you know to t- enunciate more when we're talking on camera and i mean i think we've definitely learned a lot and gotten a lot better with on-camera presence um me especially but it, it, it still is a struggle for for me especially but and for both of us really but uh I know that I've gotten, I've grown in those areas. Uh, Like I'll go back, like one of our uh, Oahu videos in Hawaii is, is a pretty good one, you know, in terms of views for us. And I go back and look at that sometimes. And it's just like, all right, now we're eating donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Like we'd rather go drown in the ocean. (laughs) That's the way I see him on camera. It's like, man, come on. Like, it's it hard with like bit. the old videos still get views because you're like, oh god, uh, like that's not what our videos are best. like now. Like right. they're better right. now. But um, yeah, there's always little things and even just little editing things. Or like we want to start implementing more like nature sounds in our videos. That's something we talked about this morning. But typically we're like huffing and puffing behind the camera, so you mm. can't. It's just like, <gasps> like that's the noise. That's why we put music. Yeah. So. But we've had a few comments recently, people wishing they could hear more of the nature. And, you know, we try to explain like why they don't. It's because there's like people screaming in the background or cars or wind or my heavy breathing. Um, But we're going to try to make an active effort to like try to get more of nature sounds. So like little things like that, that I think will just be nice little touches. Um, But we're always constantly like, like, oh, maybe next time we should have filmed this like this or like film this thing for longer. So you can see more of the scenery and stuff. Have you considered like taking a class or getting like lessons on anything? Like, I'm just thinking like, I probably want to be the best public speaker. So I would probably try to like get a class before I had to give like a big presentation or you guys just more of a, we're going to learn it from our experiences and this is who we are. Uh, I mean, we've kind of learned, I think a lot from experience, but we've also, we watch a lot of YouTube and a lot of other people that do what we do. And um, we, we kind of, take things from here and there and little tricks and tips and stuff and 
sometimes if you like see an effect and you don't know how to do it there's you can just jump on youtube and mm-hmm. there'll be a couple tutorials on there that'll show you how to do it so we haven't taken any like formal classes or anything but i think just over time we've picked up things here and there and and uh, kind of implemented it and we're trying to find that balance between like polished like professional videos but not but like personable videos and yes. like being ourselves. so there's like we're trying to find that line where like our personalities get to shine through i guess yeah. I mean, that's really like i don't know that weird, no but- i mean because you two are beyond relatable which makes me go back to watch another video another video i started actually after i found you guys watching other travel stuff or planning trips to idaho or jackson hole i was like i want to look for more places or whatever right and i would turn them off within a minute or two i was like these people suck i have no interest and watching these boring ass people knowing that adam and catherine have videos i'm just gonna <laughs> stick with them literally it's like eating the same meal every day but i like it and i know what i'm getting and yeah. there's other people that are just like yeah you guys are kind of below i mean good for you for doing this but i'm not a fan just don't comment thing. and tell them that yeah. you can think it. people like to tell us that yeah. so just don't tell them no, no. i'm not i uh, never never I <laughs> no never, i know you wouldn't do that you're, you're very nice uh, <laughs> No, I, yeah, we just, we want to like be ourselves. So we don't want to seem too polished or like too like scripted or, you know, like every shot seems fake. Like we want it to be in the moment. And, you know, we do a lot of like shots where we're like, just like talking like this and, you know, but that's just how it is in the moment. Like we're just trying to hike and tell you something. So we, we try to learn things, but we're also trying not to over produce the videos. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Just natural growing pains, more organic growth. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah for forced, sure. forced growth. No, but that's awesome. I mean, it's kind of like the same approach that I'm doing with this is I, I go back, listen to what can I do better? I listen to podcasts all the time. What do they do that I like? What can I take yeah. from them to emulate, you know, just to kind of make my better. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if I'm su- going to succeed, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be because of who I am and you know, yeah. what I bring to the table too. So no, I could really I mean, that. there's so many podcasts, there's so many YouTube channels and, you know, a lot of travel ones and, the way to differentiate yourself is just to be you, you know, you don't have to have some crazy hook. You don't have to do some crazy thing. You don't have to live in a van. You don't have mm-hmm. to travel internationally. There's so many ways to just make a great travel video and what differentiates them. And the reason why we watch some people over others is like, we relate to them mm-hmm. and it's just their personalities. We enjoy watching them. So, you know, everyone's going to pre- enjoy different channels from each other and you know not everyone's gonna like our channel and that's okay um but you know we want to just be ourselves because that's really like what makes us unique is like we're yeah. not the same with other people I and guess. i and i will say like watching your videos and then having you on the first time you were the same people it wasn't like who are these two these aren't the same people that I was just watching in the video it's literally the same people i'm just having a conversation with the people that were in the video that's all <laughs> that's all that it, you know which is which is wonderful because sometimes you meet people, you have a different impression of them and yeah, it's pretty sure. disappointing. Yeah. You guys live up to the hype. You are very, very relatable. Keep that. I think that is your number one tool. If we ever, I, I don't really, we still don't fully get the whole relatable thing, like what that even means or what we do that makes you say I can that, see but... myself being Adam and I can see my girlfriend being you and I can see us doing what you're doing and having the same reactions and feeling the same way when I eat a taco or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Like I could see that when 
Yeah. When you, when you experience it, I can see myself experiencing it and it makes me want to do it. I think like we know that feeling with other channels we watch, but like, we don't know, like when people, when we've been told that, like, it's hard for us to understand, like, cause it's like, we're not intentionally trying to be relatable. I guess it's just, I don't know, like our personalities mesh, which you're is kind of what we're saying. Yeah. You're good people. And... That ever changes, smack us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it won't because good. we're doing this because we just, it's, it's just, just for fun, fun yeah. you know, or not like, like I said, we're not out there trying to like become the travel channel or anything like that. So well, maybe one day you'll be on that, but no. <laughs> do you ever um, experience like imposter syndrome at all, which I'm going to kind of give a little detail here. I'm actually going to have someone on my podcast in a few weeks to actually talk about imposter syndrome and how people cool. experience that and how to overcome that. Do you ever have that doing what you do? Oh, I mean, I mean, you go first. Well, so to clarify imposter syndrome, that's like when you doubt yourself a lot. You're Mm -hmm. like, they're better than me. Like I'm not as good as them. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it, I admire anyone who can, who doesn't feel that way, but I'm, I'm like a, um, a type three Enneagram. I'm very goal oriented. I'm very like focused on, you know, working hard and doing my best. And so, you know, it is kind of hard sometimes to not compare yourself to other people, but I also think like we, I try not to compare myself to others. Like sometimes it's more just like, oh, I wish we could have that opportunity too. It's more just like, I wish we could, you know, like let's work hard to get to that or something. But yeah, I mean, we definitely, I definitely feel it. I don't know. Yeah. I I feel (laughs) it all the time. I mean, uh, to be honest, like I have like a good amount of like self-confidence issues so it's like a lot of times i'm like what am i even doing this sucks like <laughs> in the middle of a sentence i'm like uh, why why am i doing this it's it's tough or writing something so yeah i feel it a lot but um i don't know how i get it's, through it. it's it's hard it's hard to not compare yourself to people doing similar stuff yeah and, be, right. and if you see them succeeding and like you're not maybe succeeding um in the way you want to it's hard to not be like why is that not happening to me? I feel like over time, I've tried to focus less on numbers. That's one thing that, and I've told friends of ours who are also on YouTube that this has helped me a lot with like the mental health side of it is I don't try to focus on how many views a video is getting. I I used to dwell a lot on the thumbs up and thumbs down. I try not to look at them as much anymore. I just, we, we try to make the best video we can make, put it out there and, you know, hope it helps someone. And I'm just trying not to stare at the numbers as much because I think that's when you can really start to compare yourself, even to yourself, like compare Mm -hmm. a video to a past video. Like we know not every video, we have no control over what videos will do better than others. Like it's never what you think it'll be. It's always very random. Mm -hmm. Um, It's out of our hands. So for me um, to avoid like just feeling like inadequate at times or like, oh, we failed or, you know, we're not doing a good job. I just, I've, we're focusing more on the content and just doing what we think will be the best video we can make. And, you know, just trying to do the best. And at the end, it's out of our hands after that. And we just hope for nice comments and people are helped by the video. But I think that's what kind of helps me, I guess, now that I think about it is like, we just kind of try to focus on ourselves, try to focus on our work and making the best video or best uh, blog post or Instagram post, whatever it is. And, um, you know, putting it out there and seeing what happens with it instead of like trying to copy and recreate like what other people do in a video and, and an Instagram post and uh, trying to be someone else, I guess, if you focus on you and 
and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is a really good part of this conversation for people to, to listen to because, you know, they see the polishedness of your videos, but at the end of the day, like you are still two humans. Oh, and sure. not to harp on those negative comments, but the negative comments are hurtful. Um, you know, you have, you're living the same life, like, as we all do, we have all the same insecurities and everything, yeah. you know, you're just putting yourself out there. Yeah, so. we're just opening ourselves up to more people ragging on us. So. Right. Even like going back to the like talking on camera thing, like, it's, it's hard. Like it, you're in the middle of this open space and there's lots of people just walking around and looking at stuff and you've got to have this camera like out in your face and say some things that like you need to say to make the video good. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, I just kind of thought about that. Like, whereas I'm doing this podcast in the privacy in my own home, no one's even here in this house. Whereas you're recording these videos, a lot of people walking around, probably pointing and like, what are these yeah. guys doing for everything further clicks and everything? You know what I mean? So yeah, all those, that's what, that's like the imposter syndrome. It's like, who am I to be out here? Like, you know, talking about, oh, how good of a time I'm having out here. Like we have to hype ourselves up a lot lately. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we, you know, we, I think we enjoyed the COVID era because we could just do takeout in the van and no one had to watch us film. Mm. And we hike really early, mostly to beat, I mean, to beat crowds, not just because we want a more solitude experience, but we also don't want to see people to see us filming. Like we're, we're constantly just trying to hide from people and we've implemented more voiceovers in our videos because it's just easier to record that later or like record that in a dark alley that no one can see in, you know, or, it's just, it's hard. Like we're super, we get, we have moments where we feel more confident on camera and moments mm -hmm. where we're very self-conscious. And yeah, it took me like seven tries to say something on the side of the road at Rocky mountain because cars kept driving by and I was like, they're staring at me. So it, it's, it's hard. It's very hard at times to have, to be out in public filming. And we hope that, I mean, I think over time it's gotten easier, mm -hmm. but I think with having like all that, like social distancing isolation for so mm -hmm. long, like, we were feeling better about it. And then now we're like, Oh God. Yeah. So, it's back. It's very, very normal. That's just, just very normal. I have a feeling most people would feel that way. I know I would for sure. This is what makes you relatable. I know you just said like, what makes us relatable? I think it's, it's this, it's hearing this side of the story that makes you even more relatable. Um, who you are in front of the camera, you guys are just you, which is awesome. And I know I'm harping on this, but I, I honestly feel like when I saw your videos, it's like these two were freaking cool. Like you caught my attention, which is literally how I reached out to you. And then you're very human also behind like the keyboards, if you will. It's you are responsive. You take the time to do that. There are people that, you know, I reach out to, to try to get in my podcast. You don't hear from, Oh yeah. they just have like a scene on their Instagram. They don't respond to you at all. Oh yeah. It's, it's it, like, it kind of things like when you follow someone and you've invested a lot of time in like watching their videos or, you know, w looking at their Instagram or, you know, listening to their podcast and then you reach out to them like with a nice message and they don't respond. Like it kind of stings. And I understand people have limited bandwidth. Um, Adam always tells me I will never, I'm not going to be able to keep this up forever with responding mm -hmm. to everyone, but I'm very determined to try. Um, it's, I just think like we appreciate people watching and reading and looking at our photos so much that if you're going to take the time out of your day to say something to us, we want to say something back because we, 
and I've said this a million times, like we're truly out there to help other people travel. Like this isn't for us to feel like cool or I don't know, you know, like I, we're yeah. not doing it to feel like, oh, cool. Look at us. Like we get to travel. Like I've said before, like we were very fortunate for that, but this means nothing without the people who support us. So that's like the least we could do in return is respond. And we love it. Like we've made so many online friends because we've chatted with them on Instagram and, or we've reached out to them and they've responded and we've kind of become friends. So there's, yeah, the community aspect of it is one of the best parts. And I know we've talked a lot about like the mean people and we definitely don't want to harp on that. I mean, it's just something that we want people to realize is it's like, it, it can be really hard for your mental health to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm open book. Like I, like I've mentioned before, maybe not enough, but like how much of a mental health struggle this has been just from like burnout and overwhelmed and like anxiety and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's been like the best thing that's ever happened to us because we've got to meet so many cool people. We've been able to help people plan their own trips and have amazing experiences for themselves that they will remember forever. And like, that is what makes us happy. We get to be on a cool podcast. With cool yeah, we get people. to like hang out That's with right. the guy. <laughs> Some dude in his own room in Raleigh. <laughs> but it, if these, um, honestly, if this, if these clips will do you any good, you guys have the platform. I'm more than happy to give you this video if you want to chop this up I like and I'm put like, this out there. Our own horn too much. <laughs> no, I, I you, I, no, you're not. You're not, and. It's really good for people to understand this is not all glorious because it's not, I didn't really, I mean, I realized the work you guys put into, I didn't really think about the mental health aspect of it. And, you know, it's why I asked about the imposter syndrome and you guys having to film around other people walking around you and stuff. I did not even like think about that. And I'm someone who does what you do, like travel and stuff like that. So if, if there's any way that I can help you with this, please take my audio, take the video. Cool. Obviously, you. obviously you're going to get the link, you know, whatever. I know this is over an hour and a half into the conversation. If you want people to hear this, we can direct them directly to this video and or Catherine, if you want to come back on and you want to talk about the mental health aspect of it, I'm more than happy to do it's that. Like, all I do is complain. <laughs> all I do is complain. It's so hard because it's like, we obviously like the, the nice comments mean the world, but it's like for every 10 nice comments, it's like one mean one, like you were saying, like can really mess up your day and make mm-hmm. you feel so horrible about yourself. But I, first of all, I loved going this deep with you guys. And I honestly feel like I can do that this time. And then last time, because I we're we're kind of friends now, you know, and I like that. I like the fact that we can kind of talk about this stuff. I also would love to know, like, what are your guys' plans in the future? Like, I know you just went to Colorado. You're in Wyoming now. What can we expect from you both, um, let's just say, in the next year or so? Uh, Well, in the next few months, kind of the rest of uh, our trip now, this year, we're going to cut over to the Great Lakes states, spend a little time over there, um, do a bunch of fun stuff. And then we will um, spend some time kind of in the Midwest with some family and then we'll go hit up uh, New England in the fall, hopefully catch all the fall colors and do the parks up there and do all kinds of fun, like culturally specific stuff to there. Same thing with Great Lakes too. Tons of parks, tons of cool different things that are unique to there. So 
pretty pumped about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of new states for us. Yeah. And we're really, really excited. We love it here out west. We would never leave if we didn't have to. But we are extremely excited for the Great Lakes. We kind of feel like it's one of those areas that if you're from there, you know how amazing it is. Mm -hmm. But people don't necessarily think like, I want to go to Minnesota. So we are so pumped to go. And like we're focusing more on the outdoor stuff. So we have a lot of fun things planned there. Um, we might fly somewhere later this year. Um, I was wondering that. When's the next time you're going to be on a plane? I was curious. Yeah. Well, we had flight credits that were expiring. We had to we have to fly by. We have to be back by November 30th. So mm -hmm. we're, we're likely going to be rushing back from New England to Texas. So there's going to be a lot we don't see on the East Coast. So just spoiler for everyone. We wish we could do everything out there, but we have fun plans to come back um, in a kind of a unique way in the future. But um, we have a trip booked. I don't think where we have booked will happen just based on like how COVID's going there. Um, so we're now trying to figure out how to use these credits because mm -hmm. it's Aeromexico. So it's like specific <laughs> to like certain destinations. So like we can't just go anywhere, you know, we, we're right. kind of lim limited to certain parts no of the U.S. So we're trying to come up with a plan B. We also have been talking about maybe going on a second, inter like a second international trip in the winter. We're just kind of, we're, we're so leery to book anything just because things change so much. So mm -hmm. we're kind that. of waiting, but um, we have some ideas. Um, yeah, we have some ideas. So hopefully we'll go on a plane at least once, maybe twice this year. So it's been a while for been you guys. So long. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, you know, I'm going to Austin here in a few months. I've been kind of messaging you guys about that. So I'm going to look at your guide. First things first is I'm going to Alaska here in a month and a half. So I haven't even like thought about Austin yet, but I'm going to use your guys' help with your familiarity with that city. You have some great familiarity with that. And then um, I'm going to influence your trip to Alaska whenever well, you make it. Cannot wait. <laughs> Alaska is like a daunting beast. We were just talking about this the other day because that Earth Truckers family we were mentioning, they're there right now. And we're like, thank oh, God nice. they're for us because like they'll have all these helpful guys and help us figure out what we should do there. I mean, they're doing a lot of like expensive, like flying and excursions, really cool stuff that we wish we could do, but mm -hmm. realistically, we probably, probably have to won't. limit some of that. Um, but yeah, we cannot wait to go to Alaska, but yeah, it's very daunting. Cause it's, a, I mean, obviously it's the largest state. Yeah. Have. I'm jealous that you guys get to bring a van and, and do that because yeah. you get to experience it from the ground up, you know? And whereas we got seven days, cram, 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 fly home. And yeah. no matter what happens, we're going to feel like we missed so much because we know we did. We really know it. So more reason to go back. <laughs> I know, but is, uh, oh my God, the rental car situation right now. Do you know about this? Because you don't have to rent a car. It is insane. It is crazy. We, we have heard the rental car situation is wild. Like Hawaii, it's been really crazy. Bad, we just had to bad. get a rental car when our van was in the shop. And thankfully, since like we were going through insurance, I, we got, you know, we got like an unheard of rate. It just went through insurance. But even when we showed up, they were like, oh, we might have to bring you a car from a different location. And then someone pulled up returning one. They're like, I guess that's your car. So wow. yeah, like it's just, we've heard it's wild because a lot of them like sold off a bunch of cars and stuff during COVID. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when we booked this trip to Alaska, I got it because of my Delta miles and I was like, Oh sweet. And we use my miles. We'll get there for free, get a rental car and you know, save a bunch of money. The rental car situation was, it was so bad in Anchorage. It still is back. So I still check every day to see if it's lower by any yeah. chance. Um, I mean, Hertz and like enterprise and everything was like $3,000 for a week. Um, 
we ended up getting a much better, a much better rate, but it's still very expensive from a local Anchorage place. Um, people are renting U-Hauls instead of cars. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, I know deep down myself and my girlfriend, we got a free flight to Alaska because of the miles, but we feel like we're paying for it a little yeah. bit with the rental car situation. It's like, oh man, but you know, it is what it is. We're booked. We're going to have a great time. And regardless, okay. the memories and everything you have because of that are worth, you'll never think 10 years and I'll be like, I wish I had that $300 extra. That I spent yeah. on the car, you know, so yeah. is what it is. But, um, you know, you guys are welcome back anytime, you know, this, I know you know this, you guys <laughs> rock. And for when you get up to the Adirondacks, which I know will happen, keep me posted, keep me informed because you're not getting too far away from my hometown. So uh, one of these days, like I said, if it's not in the Adirondacks, maybe it's Boise. We'll, okay, we're going there. We'll we're going do to it. Adirondacks very briefly this year. So Okay, okay. when are you going? Are you going to like October? Uh, if I remember correctly, it's September. And is it September? Kind of prioritize like New Hampshire, Maine for the colors. So we were okay. doing a lot of this before. I think it's like I want to say end of or the last two weeks of September. I think we have everything mapped out. We've Great actually time. had to book normally like our thing. Our schedule is more flexible, but we've had to book campgrounds, um, some permits, um, just certain stuff that we have to book for up there because we can't be as flexible up there in the van. Mm -hmm. So we actually have like a much more concrete schedule than normal up there. Oh God. But, yeah. Great time to go. I send you the dates. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Send me um, DM me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but great time to go. And I haven't been since I was a little kid. Look into the Lake, Lake George area. People love okay. Lake George. Uh, Lake Placid is obviously huge because the Olympics were there in the eighties. Besides that, it's just honestly like go to the wineries, go check out the valleys and the trees and all that stuff. I mean, once you start getting up there, it looks kind of the same when it runs into Vermont and New Hampshire and stuff like that. So you'll love the colors and everything, the mountains. Your pictures are up there. You're going to be gorgeous. You're going at the right time of the year. And I know you plan that on purpose. So good for you. <laughs> rather like stuff still be green than dead so we're like we might oh, yeah. end up being a little too early in some places but we'd rather it be alive looking than dead looking um so hopefully our timing works out well it's hard to know but well you could be excited. stuck in a blizzard if you go in out of october and november yeah. you really don't know that either yeah. so we might get in one then who even knows no you don't Other know crazy. you yeah. don't know well good luck um hitting up some baseball games too adam i know you want to go to some oh, games yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, I know you can probably probably go to Fenway if if you guys are there at that point. Well, um, we're probably yeah, saving Boston, yeah. but because we, we're saving Boston partially for that reason and just because we don't want to drive the van in Boston, so we will go a different. I don't blame you. So. I don't blame you. Well, hey, you guys are rock stars. Like I said, you guys are welcome back anytime. It was really cool. I honestly didn't know we were going to get that deep, kind of like behind the scenes. I wanted to ask some questions, but honestly, I liked hearing a lot of that stuff personally, like for anybody who wants to do what you do to know the work you put in, um, kind of like the ad situation, the SEO, the website, all that stuff. But at the same time, like how it affects like your mental health, you have to be, you know, mentally strong to do what you do. You're really putting yourself out there. Um, you know, and like people hear my voice, but they're not seeing it. People see you. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like, I remember last time I had you on, I asked you if people recognize you, um, 
do people still recognize you? Does that happen a little more now? Uh, yeah, a lot more actually. Here in Colorado, is or when we were in Colorado last week or whatever. Um, over the time there, we had six or seven people recognize us. Wow, yeah. it's crazy. It always catches us off guard. Yeah. Um, we never we're always super awkward at first, but we really appreciate people saying hi. Yeah, it's like really fun. it's so awesome to get to meet people and put faces to names and avatars and all that stuff. It's just like the wildest thing to us. Mm. But it happened a handful of times in Utah and in Colorado too. So yeah. You're we actually there. were staying at the same hotel as someone who follows us we didn't meet them because like our paths never crossed in the hotel but i like posted a very short story of the hotel and it's in those it was in the most random area like not in like a popular area and they're like are you staying at this place and i was like that is so crazy that's awesome (laughs) oh you guys are rocking it out props congrats you know i love when anybody goes after what they do you guys have a passion you went after it and now you're making it work for you and I don't know how you can hate on that. I think that's freaking awesome. And people should look to you for inspiration. So I want to say congratulations. You know, like you got to quit your yeah. job. This is your full-time gig. Crazy. And it's a lot of freaking work. That doesn't mean your work is done. It means you quit that job and now you have this job. So yeah. you can focus awesome. on just one thing. Yeah. Now. And I yep. want to shout her out because like before she quit her job, she like did like hundred plus hours probably when course you don't count but she just like works her tail off every single day you know sunrise to sunset so we wouldn't be obviously where we are in the place we're at we're in a really good place obviously without like her hard work and just the way the way she like just cranks stuff out so big props (laughs) (laughs) and i'll and honestly i know before we go i want to give you props again both of you for giving me an opportunity when I literally just started a podcast, I ran into your video and I couldn't appreciate that anymore. And look what it is a year later, you guys are episode 40. I, I, I can't believe I got 40 of them and now we have a friendship because of it. So, uh, you know, I hope, I hope, I don't know. I hope it comes across how much I appreciate you. And, oh no, you're awesome. Uh, we appreciate being here and very, you're very kind with all your kind words yeah. and everything. Like, <laughs> but we appreciate it and thank you. And we love being here for the second time. Many more to come. Hopefully. Yes. Um, Anytime you want. Yeah, and um, listening to your podcast. Um, you know, I listen to them when I'm cooking or driving or whatever. And, and uh, it's it, you always have good conversation and good questions and fun stuff to listen to. So I appreciate yeah, that. Thank no, you here. that means a lot when you guys say you listen to the podcast, you like this episode, yeah. you like this guest or whatever. Like, yeah. not just you, but for any when anybody says that, that it's like the positive comments you get. It means everything oh, to yeah. me. Um, and I know it's, I think the fun part of my podcast is how super random it is. It's just like one oh, day yeah. it's mental health, the next day it's travel, the next day is just something. An engagement diamond guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? <laughs> but that was super informative. Like, I want to have podcasts that people can go back to, and kind of like your videos. Like, if I know I'm going to Utah, I'm going to watch your video. If someone's going to buy a diamond ring, I want them to come to my podcast and listen to that again. You know, yeah. like that's what I really want. And yes, it's helping me, but I know the potential is there to help so so many people out there. So. Um, and it's fun. It's a good time. And I'm glad you appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. And uh, before I give you too big of a head, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go ahead and we can end this conversation. And like I said, you guys are welcome back anytime. 
you would like. You guys rock. And hopefully I'll see you soon, okay? Yeah, we'll hang out soon. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. As you can tell, I am a really big fan of theirs. I think they're two great people. And I love the fact that they had a dream and they made it a reality. And they shared all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. We don't get to see it, but it's there. We get to enjoy it. And I'm super thankful for them. And if you're listening to this, I know you are thankful for them or you will be thankful for them because they do an amazing job of what they do. And I really, really hope we can make that trip happen to Boise. That would be such a blast. But once again, thank you to listening to this episode of The Pursuit of Happiness. Subscribe, leave a review, and I will catch you next time on The Pursuit of Happiness podcast.